Welcome to Missionary Roundtable with your host, Kale Horvath. Hey guys, welcome back to Missionary Roundtable. My name is Kale. I am a pastor and a missionary and the host of Missionary Roundtable Podcast, the podcast where we take a serious look at the Great Commission and International Missions by interviewing guys who are taking part in it, missionaries, pastors, those who are involved in the Great Commission. And uh, we learn stuff, we hear people's stories, we talk strategy, we talk practicality, and uh, it's just a great way to peek behind the curtain and uh, pick the brains of some great men of God out there without maybe guys that you won't ever have the chance to be in the same room with, but you can still learn a lot from them and their stories and their and their lives and their ministries. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear the interview that we've got today. A good friend of mine, his name is Martin Dudumi, and he lives in Tirana, Albania, and he and his family are right now in the process of moving to Kosovo, which is a small country uh, that borders Albania. And uh, he is the second missionary that is being sent out of the Albanian church there in Tirana, the capital of Albania. Um, in 1992, after communism fell, Pastor Jeff Bartel uh, went to Albania as a missionary. That was 30 years ago. And now there are three churches uh Currently in in Albania, from that they were started from that ministry. Another one being planted as we speak. They have sent out one missionary, and they are now sending out their second with Martin. Um, and you're really going to enjoy hearing his story about how he was saved, how God led him uh, to follow him, but then how God has led him down this journey of becoming a missionary to Kosovo. Um, it was really great hearing his heart, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. Take a listen. Martin, I just saw you, dude. Um, I was in Albania a couple weeks. Well, at the recording of this, I was in Albania just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was at your church in Tirana. And uh, that was a very special day. Sorry, my phone's going off. That's super professional of me. (laughs) Turn my phone on silent. There it is. Uh, Just at your church for some... Very special services. Got to hang out with you guys. It's always a great time being in Albania and seeing the believers. Um, And we'll talk about the special things that happened for you uh, just a couple of weeks ago. But, um, man, I'm trying to remember when I met you. I I think it was – I can't remember what year it was, but it was – hmm – well, I met you before I stayed with you, right? Because I, I stayed at your house for a night or two when I came with Matt Brocker and we and we preached at a conference. Uh, yeah. The spring yeah, conference, that's... maybe in 2019. But I, I had met you before that, I think. Yes, you are right. When you came here and you stayed at Donald's home. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a long time ago. Maybe 2015. Maybe something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, man, I was like twenty-four years old. <laughs> it, it it was it was a ride to the airport when we talked together for the first time. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it was the first time really. Wow. So yeah, met each other maybe seven years ago or so, and then uh, 
couple, in 2019 or so, I stayed with you and your family and then uh, got to see you be ordained. Praise <laughs> God. Congratulations, man. So excited. Um, yeah, the second man to be ordained to be sent out as an international missionary from the Albanian ministry. Man, that's so special, dude. Praise God. Praise I mean, God. How, I, I remember when I was ordained as a pastor and, uh, and my pastors were there and men who built into me laid their hands and said, you know, marked me as being a part of the gospel ministry. Um, and I remember how I felt. And it was in front of my church that I had been a part of for 20, I don't know, six, seven years at that point. Um, yeah. And it, it meant so much to me to be there in front of my family. It wasn't just a random church that I was had a job at. And for you, this is your church that you got saved at, that you have grown up in the faith at. Man, you you got to tell me what, what were the feelings, what was going through your head um, as they were laying hands on you and praying over your family. It was amazing. I can describe, describe really the feelings, you know. It was something that, uh, you know, I made a deal with myself that, that I had not to cry that day. <laughs> it's so, horrible. You know, Did you make it? Uh, it uh, yeah, I made it. I made it. <laughs> Good for in you. Beginning, you know, I had uh, some tears in my eyes, but I told myself, you have not to cry today, not today. <laughs> you can cry all of, all of the other days, but not today, you know. It was amazing, you know, for me and my family, the kids were not understanding everything. Of sure. course, we have talked to them, but me and my wife re were really excited about that, you mm -hmm. know. We were, for the first time in that position, and probably, you know, we have seen uh, Ariel sent yeah. about six years ago, and we saw him, and we cried on that time, mm -hmm. and now I was in that position that someone else, you know, that I had a relationship with them, you know, yeah. they would cry for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about all of the things that I have passed in the church for all of these 18 years that I have been in this wow. church. You know? Wow. So it's a long time. That's and amazing. I was not just sitting at a chair and listening at the preachings or worshiping God from the chair. I was a moving man in the church, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was always trying to serve mm. with my wife in all of the services that God allowed us to serve, you know. So I had a lot of memories in all of the places of that church, mm -hmm. you know. So at the end of the day, that's why I made a deal with myself that you should not remember anything right now. <laughs> you should not, not look yourself at those positions where you have served. Now you have to focus on just on what they are doing today. Wow. And that's why I didn't cry. And uh, it went really okay, well, you know, but it was an amazing feeling, you know. Yes. It was like uh, God was there asking for me to get a bigger step, the mm -hmm. bigger step in my life. Yeah, a, a step of faith, really, mm -hmm. we, but not just myself. Now with my family moving yeah. somewhere else. And that so is a big it, step, man, because it does go from you and your personal walk with the Lord and you trusting God to now yes. I'm trusting uh, my whole family is in, uh, well, let's say it this way. You know, you go from putting money in the offering plate to, to give to the Lord. And then when you want to be in ministry, you, you're like, okay, I'm going to put myself in the offering plate or on the altar yeah. to serve the Lord. But then when you go to missions, you're putting the whole family on the altar on, in the offering plate. And that's a, it's a big step. Yeah, 
you live your family, you live your life there, you know. Mm-hmm. You offer everything. We have a song in our church, you know, that uh, says that uh, I want to give you my life. Mm-hmm. That's what, what we are going to do, really. You know, yeah. we are going to give to our God everything that we have, really. Yeah. And uh, this step is a faith, of, uh, faith step, of course, but we are very glad of mo- doing this step right now, you know. Uh-huh. It's the best well, man, time to do that. It was a, it was an awesome service. It was a long service because it was a super special day. So that that was a one of the two annual conferences that your churches do every year. Um, yes. But it was very special because you, you the church in Tirana, well, well, really all of the churches, because the Tirana church is the mother church that was planted yeah. 30 years ago. So it was sure. the mother church in Tirana, Albania, was celebrating 30 years of ministry 30 years since Pastor Jeff came from the States as a missionary and started the first church and celebrating 30 years of ministry. I have this written down so I wouldn't forget it. 30 years of ministry, celebrating three churches and one more being planted. Uh, One foreign missionary who has already been sent and now you being ordained and being sent as the second one. What I love about it is because it was such a huge celebration the whole weekend but just uh, Pastor Jeff went home or well, he went back to the States 15 years ago. But the ministry yeah. continues because that is the point. <laughs> the, the, the ministry is supposed to continue regardless of who the man is in charge of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Praise God for all of these years, you know. Praise God yeah. for Pastor Jeff that came in Albania about 30 years ago, you know. And, you know. Put it a desire on his heart, you know, to serve in this country in that time. You know, if I was Jeff, I was not going to do that. You know, in life, Albania was a kind. Well, of now a you are. You, you're like you're just like Jeff, dude. You're going yeah, to do the same thing. I I know it's a little different, but but it is it's a little bit different because I'm going to say that you know Albania in 1992 is not same to Kosovo. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) But what is it? Let me ask you this. What does it say about that church and and the ministry, not just the Tirana church, but the fact that it's still growing, still planting churches, still training men, discipling men, sending men? What does that say about the generational ministry and discipleship of of the churches in Albania? Um. I do not want to be, uh, you know, I want to look in reality. And we are living in difficult times in reality. So the generations, we are seeing that happening every day. We are seeing that the generations have problems on following the same things that we have followed. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is always a problem because they live in a kind of a different epoch. Is something else that they live. They live in a technology epoch. Mm -hmm. It's different. We lived not in a technology epoch. We we thought always that that was the best time that we could live. But right now we are seeing our kids growing with the technology itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that those things are going to remove remove the focus from from Christ, from the church, from the Bible, from uh, the prey. You know, to other things. Mm-hmm. So that's very difficult. So you have to give not just preachings to the people that are the next generations, but you should show them a, a model, a real mm-hmm. model that uh, wants to follow God, not just by words, by, 
by life. Mm -hmm. So we are trying always, uh, not just me, but all of the churches here in Albania, especially our church, Mm -hmm. is looking more on giving real models of life through the believers that are in the church, through people that have many years being on those uh, services and things like this. And that's kind of a good model to follow. Because uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a word uh, wording on on America that says, you know, lead by example. Mm. So we give an example, and uh, at the end of the day, we are going to see fruits if they see the examples. This uh. is the same thing that I'm following even with my kids. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to show that that uh, them that uh, we love God. Me and my wife love God, so they understand that God is the first thing in our life, and they, when they understand that. They want to do the same thing that we are doing because they they are seeing God in our life. Mm -hmm. So that's what we are trying to achieve, really. Mm -hmm. In my point of view, I always, always try to uh, give a model to someone else. And models are important because that, that is discipleship. And we have that on an individual basis, you know, uh, Christians reproduce Christians and disciple them and raise them. But even on a church basis, there are good models for ministry. So Albania is a fantastic model for, for me and for other missionaries to, um, if, if you're going with the, the mother church model, which I really, I really like and think is really biblical about plant one church, make it strong, invest in it, and then send men out from that Antioch type yeah. church. Um, for you growing up there and watching it over, did you say 18 years? 18 years, from mm-hmm. 2004. And how old were you back then? So uh, I was about 19 years okay. old. That okay, time, you know? so, so I was a student. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, half of your life, half of your life, watching yeah. and um, watching the ministry being modeled for you, not just discipling individuals, but training men and sending them out. So... I guess what I'm asking is, is that the model that you're looking at for when you go to Kosovo, which we'll get to that story in a little bit, is that the model that you're going to try to reproduce when, when you go there? Is, is what simply what you saw modeled for you in ministry? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, I have heard many preachings in the church, and not only in the church, but anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, in YouTube and a- everywhere. I w- I, I'm listening at a sermon, something like that, you know. I try to listen carefully to, to learn something always. But uh, the things that I always remember are not all of those preachings, mm-hmm. are things that people have done, you know, mm-hmm. during their life. Things that uh, relate and connect, in reality, uh, the Word of, of God with a life. So you are seeing the word of God applied in life, mm-hmm. and that's what what gives you an effect to move, uh, to move, to make moves, make steps forward. You know, so even this step on Kosovo, it started looking a model in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw Ariel that he went to, and he left everything here, it was a model. And mm-hmm. in that time, I remember myself that God touched my heart. You have to be on the same position. He told me. You know, yeah. you have to be some uh, someday Ariel. So mm-hmm. that's why we are at this position today, because God touched the heart mm-hmm. with a model. Yeah. Someone yeah. did it before. So yeah. this is what, what we had, really. Praise God. Well, let's do this now, man. Now that we've got our 
you know, we're introed in, people are getting to know yeah. who you are. Let's back up. Let's tell the whole story. Um, when did you get saved? What was that story briefly? What, how did you come to the Lord being an Albanian in 2004, 10 years or so after the fall of communism, a uh, young adult? How, how did you find Christ? Uh, it's a long story. It didn't <laughs> start it in 2004. Okay, in reality. okay. So, uh, well, leave, leave some room to talk about Kosovo at the end. But yeah, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take it long, you know, but I'm going to express that. Well, uh, I know you can talk, like, Martin. I know. So I'm going <laughs> to, I got to be on you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, no, no. You're so, good, man. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to express though the, that, that story in uh, some sentences in reality. So it started not in 2004, but it started on 1992. Mm-hmm. In the time when Jeff came here, you know, I was kind of a six-year boy. Uh, uh, you know, playing with my toys and things like this. And uh, I was raised in a city called Permet that is in South Albania. Okay. You know, and uh, there a, a lot of missionaries came in that time in uh, Albania. Mm-hmm. And there were some missionaries uh, from, from Netherlands that oh. came there. Uh, and what they did, they rented the theater of that city and they were organizing services for kids. Okay. In that time, I remember myself being part of those services. My wow. mother brought me on those services. And, you know, there are some songs that I today, when I hear those in the church, you know, it was not the first time that I was hearing those in this church. <laughs> so I heard those uh, in that church that I went, that was not a church in reality, it was kind of a sermon in a theater rented in that time. You yeah, know? yeah. I was part of that service and I remember those missionaries that asked all of the children, and I was part of those children, if we would accept Christ. And what we did, we said with our uh, hands raised, you know, yeah. I accept Christ. <laughs> of course. But it didn't happen in reality <laughs> in my life, you know. I was just saying that because some foreigners were saying that, you know, and we looked for foreigners as gods, you know. Uh. So. <laughs> That was a big problem for Albanians. We never saw Well, that's true. In the early 90s, you you had never met a foreigner. So an American or a foreigner shows up, you're like, hey, I, I'm I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really tough to, to divide, you know, uh, the missioner from a foreigner that was coming in Albania, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was something that me, myself, I was not... Uh, kind of making a difference between the two, you know. Mm-hmm. I was looking mm-hmm. a missionary and a foreigner that were doing the same thing, you know. A missionary is a foreigner, a foreigner is a missionary. Well, this is what I, I was saying, you know. Interesting. But, you know, one thing that that uh, happened is that for about, uh, let's say, five years, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything with those things that I heard as a kid. Okay. So at 1997, it happened uh, a war in Albania. It was a civil war, mm-hmm. but a pastor from uh, United Kingdom stayed in my city. He didn't left uh, Albania even while it was a war. And what he did, he trained me to learn English on that time. So for about one year, on that difficult year, what mm-hmm. he did, he, w- he was getting me on his home you know, and tried to teach me English. Hmm. And what he was doing in reality is 
that he was teaching me English through the Bible. I was not understanding that. Yeah. I never read the Bible. At the How time. old were you? I was about uh, 11 years old, okay. something like okay. that. Mm -hmm. It was about five years later, mm -hmm. uh, 1992, 1997. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. at that time, uh, this pastor called Sean, mm -hmm. what he was doing is he was teaching me English. I was, le was learning English, but at the same time, he was teaching me all of the Gospels. And we were uh, reading from, from the Gospel of Luke. I remember that book. It was a blue book. And, <laughs> you know... It was a strange time because I was accepting all of the things that Sean was telling to me. Mm -hmm. and, but at the end of the day, when I went my, to my home, I always thought, you know, that I should profit as much as I can from Sean. You know, <laughs> even while he was uh, telling, uh, uh, teaching me a lot, really. Mm -hmm. And I was accepting everything that he was saying. At the end of the day, in my perspective, I was trying to profit from him. Okay. Learning yeah. English was my main goal. Sure, sure. And this was kind of the second time that God offered me a way of salvation, hmm. you know, through Sean. I, did, I didn't accept it, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. During my life, uh, I had these two opportunities to meet God mm -hmm. and never accepted him on those uh, two opportunities. Even why for Sean and for those missionaries, I was saying that I'm saved. Mm -hmm. I was not saved at the ah, end of the okay. Then the years go on, and in um, 2004, I was preparing for going to a university. I finished the high school, and uh, on that time, I, I lost the school. You know, I couldn't win. The, the school was with a test, and I couldn't win the test. Okay. Something like that. It was a pretty difficult time in my life. All of my friends left me over, so I was kind of alone. We moved from the city that I was talking to Tirana, mm -hmm. you know, so it was even a big move uh, for our family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were not that rich to afford everything. So I remember myself having a lot of problems in that time. And there was a friend of mine uh, called Simon, you know, who was saved in that year. So probably one year before. So Is it the Simon that I know? Yes, yeah. that's Simon. Oh, man, yeah. he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I call him Simon Philip, <laughs> you know, because he's like the gospel of Philip, you know. So, so at the end of the day, Simon came to me, and what he did, he, he stayed with me for that period. Mm -hmm. He didn't talk too much to me regarding Christ, but he stayed with me. Mm -hmm. For about two months, he stayed with me, and he was... A real good friend. The strange thing is that uh, Simon was not just a common people for me. Hmm. was a friend of mine that I'd never had as a friend. Hmm. So we were together uh, as friends on the high school, but we were divided in two groups. So the group of the rich people, hmm. and in my city I was a rich people. This is, was something that, that were divided in that time. Mm -hmm. And Simon was on the poor people, you mm -hmm. know. So it was kind of uh, a split social. Uh, uh, and what we were doing, I was not seeing Simon as a preferred friend. Mm -hmm. I was, in reality, not seeing him at all as a friend. Mm -hmm. as a friend. And at that time, the only friend that was left for my friendship was just Simon. And I told him, why you are staying with me? 
when I'm not at all your friend. For <laughs> four years, I've been in a group that I offended you. I did uh, a lot of bad things to you and your friends. Mm. So why you are staying with me? And he stayed with me. He cried with me in that time because I did cry a lot for what was happening in my life in that time. Mm. And he was a real good friend. I could see Christ hmm. living in him, even while he was not telling anything about Christ. Yeah. And after two months that he was staying with me, the uh, story came at a place when he started to talk to me about Christ. Hmm. And when he started to talk about Christ, I remembered these two other meetings with Sean and with those missionaries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the beginning, I started to mock him about what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But then I was starting to think, why Simon is saying these things when I have seen him doing these things? He's mm -hmm. not just saying this. Mm -hmm. So I have seen the Christ that Simon shared to me living in him. Mm -hmm. When he told me that, that was there was somebody that gave his life for me, you know, a friend that was for a sinner, you know, mm. a friend of sinners, I found Simon as a friend of, of me, wow. who was a sinner in front of him. Mm -hmm. So I saw a, a Christ, a living Christ in Simon. So what he was preaching to me, the gospel that he was preaching to me, was not a, just a gospel that was written in the Bible, Mm. But was a gospel living in a man's life, you know, and when Amen. yeah, yeah, that was that was great, you know that's that's my story in reality, <laughs> and when I remember that, you know i I can start crying i I'm not going to yeah. cry today so at the end of the day, you know, when Simon uh, shared to me the gospel uh, that I was a sinner. That Christ did die for my for my sins, you know, and He gave His life for giving me eternal life. If I would believe to Him, you know, that was the best thing that I ever heard in that uh, that time of my life, you know. So it was kind of a proposal, of uh, you know, I've been married, and when I proposed my life, my wife to to be married, you know, it was a really great proposal, you know, and we were very happy. And it was like that, you know, uh, we were very happy. I was very happy. And Simon told me, are you going to come to church this Sunday? Mm -hmm. And I told him, yes, yes, I'm going to come with you. Mm -hmm. But you have to wait for me. Don't go inside without me. <laughs> yeah, you're scared. That was what uh, I told him. I never went to a church uh, before. You so never, you what, never went uh, to a church before? No, not not a real evangelical church. Right, right. I, I was more on uh, Orthodox churches uh, mm. or Catholic churches. Sure. But and I, when when Simon told me that we are going to a church, I was always thinking that we are going to see icons, crosses mm. everywhere. You know, this was my my view for the church. Mm. And when I went there, I didn't saw anything like this. You know, there were some pictures, uh, you know, but nothing like that. Yeah. You know, and I was expecting a priest and there was not a priest there, you know, <laughs> you know, it was very simple, everything. Uh, and a lot of people were there. Mm. Jeff was preaching on that time. Wow. I remember 
him preaching. He, he was preaching from Genesis mm -hmm. in that time. So I remember even the preaching. That's I'm not awesome. going to talk for that, you know. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, what I did see, it was uh, a group of people that were doing real things. In my life, that was something that I missed, especially on those years, you know. Mm -hmm. I was seeing fake people, mm -hmm. and my life was ruined due to my steps that I was uh, I made, you know. Mm -hmm. And what I see... I saw there was peoples that were worshiping God. Mm -hmm. I saw their joy. It was immense. You know, my heart was trying to understand where that joy came from. And the only answer that I had was Christ. Hmm. Christ, that Christ that Amen. Simon showed me, you know, it was also in all of these people. Mm -hmm. I remember after that myself, going at home, thinking about all of these, these things. And when I was alone at my home, I remember myself falling to my knees and saying to Jesus, hey, Jesus, I don't know, this is the third time that you come to my life. I don't know if others have, met, have so much opportunities, but I'm not going to refuse you this time. Mm. I'm going... Uh, to accept you as my savior and now and on move forward living with you and just take control of my life. I remember myself saying these words. I never prayed like this to God. It was the first pray, the first real pray. The, the Catholics have said, said us, you, you have to tell to God uh, a sa the same praying every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, I the same prayers every day. The, the same prayers every day. Mm -hmm. It was something that was very personal. Mm -hmm. It was a real talk with a real person. Amen. Because I was feeling that in my heart. Mm -hmm. I was feeling that God was there. You know, it was not just a feeling. It was something that filled my heart. You know, my heart was empty. And when I said to Jesus, come to my life, it came in reality. Mm -hmm. So after that, I remember myself that the only thing that I wanted to do is stay with Simon and stay with the church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? praise God. Yeah, so Did that's Simon my story. disciple you then? Yes, yes. After, <laughs> awesome. after about uh, eight months, uh, you know, we started the discipleship mm -hmm. together. And what he did, we, we did the discipleship for, for about three years, you know. So from 2004 up to 2007. Mm hmm uh, you know, so that's pretty much my story. That's you know? awesome. So you were it's super fast at the discipleship, three years. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, it's not a story of a person moving from, um, you know, uh, a drug addicted man or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a story of uh, a man that was a sinner that uh, lied a lot of times and things like this, you know. But at the end of the day, that found God very mm. simply. And God kept giving you chances, or he kept reaching out to you. Yeah, mm. and I'm really thankful about that. You know, Praise God. I'm really thankful that God didn't quit on me. Mm. You know, Amen. I was going to quit on him always, mm -hmm. but he never uh, quit on me. Yeah. It was amazing. And, you know, that's, that's my awesome. story. 
That's well, thanks for favorite. sharing it, man. I uh, so you you mentioned earlier that ever since then you've always been serving in the church, always uh, just yeah. doing whatever you can do. And I can relate. Like when I was growing up, I just wanted if the doors were open, I'm there. If we're scrubbing toilets, that's fine. If we're you know buying pizza, that's great. Well, it doesn't matter what we're doing. I want to be there. But yeah. after you know years of growing and serving in the church in any way you can. When did God start leading you towards giving you a heart for missions? And, you know, what, what started this journey towards Kosovo? Towards Kosovo, it was many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it was about 10 years after I was saved. Okay. You know, so 2004 was when I was saved and 2014 was the year when God for the first time touched my heart for Kosovo. Interesting. But in reality, uh, talking with Simon... Uh, starting from 2005, when we started the discipleship, mm-hmm. always we were talking about missions. Hmm. You know, we were looking how uh, we were looking ourselves how to do missions where we were. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we were looking ourselves how to preach the gospel in all of the students that were in our community in that time. Simon's such we were, an evangelist, man. He's awesome. Yeah, and he was <laughs> a good example for me. You know. Mm-hmm. And I was always looking at him as an example of a, a person that evangelizes a lot. You know, at the end of the day, missions was something that we were talking every day. Simon, me, some other friends. Yeah. We thought many times of doing some projects with some villages here. And we did those, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we always were moving for Christ in our city, in mm-hmm. our society. So we were doing things. And I never thought that, you know, the mission starts from that point. Yeah. I was always thinking that the missions are just going abroad on some other place. Mm. But in reality, on that time, and I understood that the missions were is where you are. Starts right where at you home. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Acts one eight. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That was my Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You know, the place yeah. where I started uh, to to share the gospel. A lot of people came to the church, same as me, you know, I shared the gospel for the first time in 2005, you know, with uh, Simon. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy that uh, that was saved on that time is still on church. Probably you know him, Ermal. Ermal, Ermal? Was, no, really? Yeah, wow. he was a friend of mine in the university. Yeah, he, he picked us up know. at the airport just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. praise God, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so that's a story even on this, you know. So, but at the end of the day, uh, ten years later, mm-hmm. after two thousand four, I went on a tourist trip mm-hmm. on Pristina, Kosovo, and uh, it was uh, just a personal, mm-hmm. nothing related with any uh, missions on this or uh, projects from the church. Now, for so, for those listening, really quick, just because. Listen, man, I'm an American, and I know until I was interested in missions, I don't know geography, especially in <laughs> southern Europe in the Balkans. So so Albania yes. is in southern you know, Europe in the Balkans area, small country, about two or three million people in Albania. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And in uh, Kosovo is a really small, even smaller country uh, to the north of it. Which is in, uh, in between. It's, it's, it borders Albania and Serbia. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right. His capital is uh, Pristina. Mm-hmm. You know, so Albania's capital is Tirana, uh, and the Kosovo capital is Pristina. And there's Tirana many Albanians Pristina. and Albanian-speaking people in Kosovo. 
is about 90% of the population that is Albanian. Oh, wow. So not many, there. most. <laughs> yeah, most of them, most wow. of them. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's uh, a place that was always Albanian, you know, mm -hmm. but for some reason, we lost that part of our country in 1913. I you know, see. so that was something related with history. The history, yeah. Anyway, uh, Pristina and Tirana are not that far from each other, are about 263 uh, kilometers okay. uh, away from each other. I actually know so, what that means because I'm a European now, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In America, we will like miles. talk it with miles. <laughs> That's right. It's one point six miles, by the way, for my friends in America. Miles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I went on Pristina, and I remember myself being on the middle of Pristina, on the center of Pristina, and mm -hmm. what I saw there, it was a lot of mosques mm -hmm. everywhere. You know, a lot of mosques, and there was not no church, mm. no church. I've been on a church for 10 years, and at that moment, for the first time in my life, I thought something that I never thought that I was going to think that. Mm. Uh, from my mouth, God expressed a, a word. I'm hoping that one day, in this place, there will be a church like our church in Tirana. Mm. This is something that I said in that center of that city, you know. And the burden so, was started. <laughs> That was something that caught my attention, you know. It was not, not just something that was I was telling through my mouth, but it came from my heart. Yeah. God gave you a and, burden, man. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you didn't yeah. even know it at that point. No. Just something you were no. thinking like, man, there really ought to be a church here. No. <laughs> God's like, yeah, you know, there really should be. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in that time I was with my wife and I told these things to my wife. We were just, we had about three years that were married on that time, mm -hmm. you know, and I told her, look, there are no churches here. Mm -hmm. What is going to happen for all of these people that are living here and do speak Albanian? Because mm -hmm. they speak Albanian. Yeah. And, you know, I wish that someone comes here. <laughs> this is what Man. I told. Man, maybe you should even pray that God would send someone there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Wow. But then... <laughs> The next year, from 2015, um, you know, Ariel was sent. Yeah. And before Ariel was sent, I went for a second trip in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. But now it was different. I went there intentionally. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to see Pristina again, you know, because yeah. something yeah. was left behind from the first meeting with Pristina, you know. And I thought, you know, I should be again there. I want to see that place again. Before Ariel was sent, you know, I went to Pristina. Mm -hmm. And God touched again my heart, you know, something should be built here. And probably you may be one bad guy that you can come here. Yeah. This was the first yeah. time that I was thinking that I may be that guy. Wow. You know? <laughs> when Ariel was ordinated, it was the first time that I really thought that, you know, now that Ariel went... I should think more about what, what God is expressing in my heart regarding Pristina. Mm -hmm. And on that time, I started to pray. Mm -hmm. I started to pray and ask God, what is your opinion about these thoughts that I have? And God, me, I was reading through the Bible, my daily reading, mm -hmm. and I was reading from the Acts. And I remember the verse that I was reading was the verse 1, 8. You know, so chapter one, mm -hmm. verse eight, 
So I was looking at that verse. And on that verse, there are a couple of uh, places that are mentioned, you know. And the first place was Jerusalem. The second place was Judea. Mm -hmm. And then the third place was Samaria. Mm -hmm. Samaria. So I was thinking, where is my Jerusalem? And I understood that my Jerusalem was Tirana. Of course. Then I was thinking, what is Judea? And I understood that Judea was Albania. Mm -hmm. My question that came directly immediately after that was, what is Samaria? Mm -hmm. What is Samaria? And I started to dig about Samaria more. Historically, what, what Samaria historically, was. Historically, yeah. And what I found was that Samaria was the capital city of the uh, of the tribes that were the Israel tribes in the story. So Judea was the southern part, Samaria was the northern part, you know, uh, bordered by Galilee and, uh, and uh, Judea. So Samaria had some traditions closely related with Judea mm. at the end of the day. And they had kind of a similar language. And for the first time, I thought that Samaria <laughs> is Kosovo. Hmm. Samaria is Kosovo because Kosovo is like Samaria. Mm -hmm. It's a place where they do not believe God, where they have their own God, you know, but that have our traditions and our language. And, you know, God touched my heart. Samaria is Kosovo. And that's when I started not just anymore to pray, but to think deep about this uh, touching of that, you know, in my heart. So after that, I was in a class in the church, a missions class mm -hmm. that I did with my wife. And we had uh, uh, a task that Tauland, the pastor, gave us. Mm -hmm. And the task is uh, you have to study a city where you want to go as a missionary. Mm -hmm. And all of the persons that were there, you know, started to, to uh, think what will be the place. I was not that person. I had the place. <laughs> you already knew. <laughs> yeah, I already knew and I, I studied it a lot, you know. I learned from the story, from the geography, from the demographics and things like this. So I tried to understand the suburbs of Pristina, the people that live there, you know, mm -hmm. the gender uh, spreading of the uh, distribution in that city, the population, and all of those, I started to search uh, and uh, see wow. what in reality Pristina was. Mm -hmm. And I did that task in 2016 mm -hmm. when we finished the, the class of missions. And in 2017 then, uh, I started to talk for the first time with Taoland. Mm -hmm. In this case, this was the first time that I expressed myself to Taulan that, you know, I want to do something in the next years in Pristina, mm -hmm. in Kosovo. God has touched my heart to move there, but I'm not sure when it will happen. Mm -hmm. Please pray with me. This mm -hmm. is what I told to... And, and Taulan is, is the, the senior pastor at the Tirana Church. Yes. And so you, I, I'm saying this only because any young guys who are listening and thinking maybe about missions, it's like, okay... God laid something on your heart. There was a burden. You prayed about yep. it. You took a missions class and then you talked to your pastor and you're like, okay, this is, you, you didn't just go off on your own and try to do something. You're like, Hey pastor, no. this is what God's laying on my heart. Will you pray with me? 
And that's the that's the right way to do it. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, on 2017, you know, we starting started praying about all of these uh, these feelings, touchings, all of these things that mm-hmm. we have. Uh, uh, learned from God in these three years, from 2014 to 2007. Mm-hmm. Then, on 2019, uh, it was a second call for our pastor. Uh, so, uh, at Auland, I called him for uh, letting him know that I was not just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I was going to move, make a step mm-hmm. forward. And Tauland told me, just tell me what will be the step and we will support you for sure. Amen. This is what what thou want. But at the same time, God allowed me to serve not not anymore just uh, as a servant in the church, but He tried to learn me how to lead people. Mm. We had a biblical family. Mm. In it's like a cell, like a life group. <laughs> That's what we'd call it. In life America. group, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, it was. Uh, there were about uh, forty people. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, there was a pastor that came from Morocco or Algeria. I'm not, I do not remember that very well, but mm. it was Algeria or Morocco. And so he came at that biblical family. And what he said to me on that time is that, you know, in Morocco, this is what the church looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, we gather together in, in, a, in a home mm-hmm. and we pray, uh, pray. And we worship God and we listen what God has said. And for the first time, I thought, you know, that's why God allowed me to, to, to have this. <laughs> well, thing. I mean, you dude, know? in in a lot of countries, 40 people in a house <laughs> studying the word of God and praise. That is a church in a lot it of places. So praise God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But something that I, I learned a lot was that, you know, you are not in a leading position, not not just occasional. Mm. God is learning to you a lot of things through the years because he's preparing you yes. for better things. Yes, he's, it's you know? not just about what you're going to do. He's preparing you for it by how, yeah. wherever you're serving right now, he's preparing you for what he wants you to do in the future. Yeah, that's right. Amen. And that happened to me, you know, that happened to me. I learned guitar, Mm-hmm. I learned too many things that I was not understanding why I'm learning all of these <laughs> things. I, I was served with the kids. I served with the youth. The youth. Then I served with the students. I served with the biblical families. I served with many, many services. And always I was uh, asking myself, why am I am learning all of these things? Because when you get and to then, the field, you're going to do all of it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be the was, only one. Yeah. That's there were great. people in the church that were telling me, focus on one thing mm-hmm. and do it correctly. And that was correct. Yeah, sure, so that's, that's fair. Was, that's Unless fair. you're going to be a missionary. <laughs> but, you know, God didn't allow me. Uh, it, was, uh, it was something that uh, it was in my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to serve anywhere. Mm. This is something that you have to do it now. This mm-hmm. is what God uh, was was doing in my heart was working in my heart mm-hmm. to be part of all of these things. It, I I had a lot of joy serving not just me but because I mentioned my wife I had to mention mm-hmm. also my wife. I was not doing all of these things alone. Oh, you of know, course. My wife was always there. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife were serving together in all of these things. You know, 
even the, the missions class, I didn't do that just by myself. My wife was with me. Yeah, you know? of course. So uh, all of these thoughts that I have were not just mine, were ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I expressed these, these thoughts to my wife and she, she supported me, mm-hmm. always was there as a support and as a favor from God. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was uh, something that I, I will mention always. My wife is always there, mm-hmm. you know, because God uh, has put us as one, you know. Mm-hmm. And even now that we are going to Kosovo, we are not two different people. We are one because mm-hmm. our thoughts are the same, yeah. you know. At the end of the day, I look myself at the model that is in the Bible, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I find myself as Priscilla and Aquila with my wife. And I want to be like them, sure. you know, and finding Apollo, where <laughs> I will go. Yeah, yeah, you know? bring him along too, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the last, last part of the story mm-hmm. for the Kosovo is the uh, year 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, 2021 was the year when we, for the first time, we made a real project to mm-hmm. go in Kosovo. Now I told to uh, on January 2021, I told to Pastor Landi, you know, I'm going to go there and I'm going to make something real now. I'm not just pr- going to pray right now. I'm going to make a step forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a training course with what God has prepared me from the physical life. and From your, uh, your career. Yeah, from mm-hmm. my career. Because, because what, from what, my did, car- what do you do, uh, Martin? Uh, from my career, I'm, I, I'm a kind of a data scientist, you know. So a data like scientist an engineer? He's an engineer, you know. Mm-hmm. I work with databases with Microsoft mm-hmm. and things like this. So you're like a smart pro- guy. Programming. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but God used this, uh, this kind of uh, uh, gifts, you mm-hmm. know, because it's a gift even that, you know. Use those as a method to reach people in Pristina during those times, you know. Mm. So we started a training course with some Pristina students. And for the first time, I met people. I had relationship with um, other people, mm. you know, but not anymore in Tirana, but in Pristina. Mm. And the great thing was that all of those were speaking Albanian. You know, yeah, yeah. So there was not a burden there. Bro, uh, you get yeah. to skip the language learning part of it. Yeah, <laughs> man. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen. But that's what's yeah, so. amazing, too, because there are several small countries around Albania that have Albanian speaking people in them yeah. that's, that could be reached uh, by missionaries in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. At the end of the day, there were too many peoples, you know, that were saying to me, you know, you have not to go now to Kosovo. There is pandemic around. Uh, there is, yeah, so 2020, there, 2021, all yeah, pandemic. A lot of, uh, you know, measures taken from mm-hmm. the states, you know. It was kind of impossible to make things on those days, you know. Sure. There were rules like you can gather even five peoples together. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it was crazy. And in reality, we overpassed all of this because God was with us. Amen. You know, God was with us in all of this project. And about 50 persons, 50 students came on that training. Mm-hmm. And from those 50 students, there were about 20 students 
that on June, they came on an evangelical camp on wow. southern wow. Albania, which is really a miracle. It's That's impossible. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I was thinking myself, I have to be sincere. When I invited those people to come to this camp, I was thinking, God, please give me two people. Right. You're like, I'm going to invite them, but they're probably not going to come. (laughs) Give give me one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking for two in reality. (laughs) And God gave us, you know, 20. Wow. 20. 20. And was amazing. You know, uh, I didn't understand how, how some people that didn't know me, you know, and was were invited for me on a different place on a from for a different culture for a different faith you know they were muslims and i invited those to come to a christian camp <laughs> it was impossible mm. impossible in a physical way amen but Let's spiritually go <laughs> god was working mm-hmm. god had things prepared and the Best thing is that we have uh, even this year a camp that is similar to what we did, mm-hmm. and I invited again those guys, and again those are coming. <laughs> wow, you know, wow. So that allows me that when I will go to Pristina on next weeks, you know, mm-hmm. now I know that there are some some people there Amen. that are waiting for me. You and know? you. Um... Are, are working in Kosovo now? Like, I, I, I feel like you told me that you'll be able to have a job there um, when you arrive. That was, so that, that is a, another miracle. <laughs> I can I'll express like that. It is amazing, this. You know, I work in a Chinese company here in Albania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, are not that... that uh, they they are not free. They uh, they have some some thoughts about the work that you should work. If the the work is eight hours, you should work twelve hours, <laughs> twenty four hours, <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> you have to work. And in reality, what I did is while I was thinking that I will move to Kosovo, I thought with myself, why to lose this job when uh, this can help on the mission itself. Okay. Because the mission needs money. Mm-hmm. You know, so sure, it needs sure, some sure, support. Sure. And as as long as I'm a programmer, I was thinking that myself, I can spend some time doing one hour or two hours of programming with my current job mm-hmm. and do not lose that job because there was a salary that mm-hmm. I got from that job. And I pray to God, you know, God, I'm going to ask my CEO about this thing. But you have to put him, uh, yeah. you know, you know. I was like Nehemiah, Nehemiah. Nehemiah, you know? ask, yeah, you know? yeah, scared to go yeah. to the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like that, and I told God, you know, God, I'm going there, mm-hmm. but go before me, please, mm-hmm. uh, be before me there. And what I saw is that uh, was that that God was there, you know, for the first time in our company's history, someone is going to work on remote. Oh, you know? wow. You're the first one. They're going to let I'm you work first. remote from Kosovo. Yeah, they are going to let me work remote and they are not going to touch anything from salary, even why I can work anytime that I want. They do not have put on any, any burden on my time. So I do wow. not have. So that's why I told you that's that's a miracle. Because nobody happening else has got that deal. <laughs> happening with a, a Chinese philosophy, you know, it's impossible. Wow. Impossible. And that's something but 
it's a good thing, you know, also, because it supports us in a way, uh, you know, I'm following what Paul said, you know, Paul was doing umbrellas and something like that, you know, then making something like that, yeah. So I'm going for first years, I don't know how much years those, but for first years, this will be kind of a support for not making any more burdens, but because... To be sincere, you know, in Albania, uh, this country is not that rich, you know, mm-hmm. and even the churches, even why God has blessed us so much, because the people are uh, giving the teeth uh, always, oh, always. Really, They're such know. giving people, yeah. Yeah, those are, there are a lot of giving people here, so there is a desire of giving always, but anyway, you know, there is not too much money sure. to be spent, you know, and going abroad always needs a lot mm-hmm. of money, you know. Yeah. So this is a big support. I can tell that. Yeah, that's uh, amazing, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know that God is there financially. Mm-hmm. I know that God is there financially, but he wants us to go somewhere and do what we know to do, you know, mm-hmm. we, we know. And of course, he can work even with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if all of the needs are not, not uh, fulfilled. Yeah. He always finds the ways. He yeah. always find the ways, and he found the way for me uh, regarding that part. I'm not sure how much that will learn, you know, but man. I'm uh, I'm okay because yeah. God is there. Praise yeah. God, man! And yeah. you, um, I don't know when when this episode will air, but it in the summer it will come out. Um, when are your you and your family planning to move to Kosovo? Yes, uh, we are planning to move to Kosovo. Hoping uh, to move there at the end of this month. So, um, oh, at the at end, the end, end of, June. of June. Yeah, at okay. the end of June. Uh, the reason why we want to move there in this period be- is because it's summer. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids uh, are have finished the schools, mm-hmm. and we are waiting for the kids to to finish the yeah. schools. We are. Trying but as to soon as that's out. ready, you're you're going, man. I mean, that's that's you know. Three yeah, four weeks away. It's holding us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part that is holding us. We are, uh, for the moment, we are searching for a home there. You okay, know? so people can be praying for that for you guys to find yeah. the right place. Yeah, we we need uh, really to pray about that, you know, because there are not that much uh, home for rent in Pristina. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, be, because they have a different philosophy in Tirana. You can find a lot of uh, places rented. But in Pristina, things more how to sell the homes, not how to give those by rent. Ah, I understand. So it's a little bit difficult, but I'm pretty sure that God has prepared a place for us. Mm. And the first, second thing that we are searching is a place that we are going to make uh, the service. Mm -hmm. Because we are not going to do the service in the same time at home. And at uh, at uh, but we are going to find a place for doing kind of a training center, continuing what we started, and so That's, so you can continue doing those uh, courses, the training courses that you yes, of started. course, nice, yeah. nice, and then you can use that as a a way and to meet people. And not only that, yeah, not only that, but on September, I am thinking on uh, making a test because I'm a lecturer at the Polytechnic University of Tirana. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try if I can enter in the Pristina University. Ah. Why? Because being a lecturer, then you have a lot of uh, connections. Yeah, with yeah of course. And there is something that I have to tell. In Albania, you are very respected if you do something. 
mm-hmm. you know if you are going somewhere and you are expressing yourself just as a missionary and you are taking your salary just from the missions mm-hmm. you know they will uh, the Albanians would not respect it at all interesting mm-hmm. Albanians like the people that have a position in the social mm-hmm. Albanians mm-hmm. like someone that that you know gain their salary by blood this is what they say you know so you have by to <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you have to spend some blood for yeah. for your living you mm-hmm. know so that's what they respect if you want them to respect you then you should do something like this mm-hmm. so that's why i'm always trying to find ways that connect with the tradition gotcha. because kosovo is more traditional than albania okay at the end of the day Okay. You know, Albania has been free for the last 100 years, mm-hmm. 100 and something years, but Kosovo is have just uh, has just 20 years that is free. Mm. You know, so it's different. For many many years, he, uh, it kept uh, the traditions that old Albanians had. Mm. You know, so I should be very cautious on uh, maintaining the same traditions, even while I've lived for many years in Tirana. Mm-hmm. That is different from sure Christian. big city. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's big city. Wow. Anyway, man. That's... No, dude, that's I, I. That's actually perfect. We're at time, and that's a great way to end it. I, I uh, would like to ask everybody who's listening just to keep uh, Martin and his family. Uh, in your prayers as they make the transition. You know what? Since it's end of the June, you're planning to move. I'll I'll plan on having this air, uh, hopefully hopefully before then or or really close to right then. Um, but yeah. if you guys would just be praying for Martin and his family to find the right place to live, to find uh, the right place that they can start having uh, services and and having these um, these courses as well. Um, Man, I, I, we will be praying for you, Martin, and, and I will specifically be praying that uh, God sends you the seeking men, the Ethiopian uh, eunuchs and the uh, um, the Corneliuses, and, and puts you in their path, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, God. Thanks, God, about that. And we are we are hoping to see seeking men. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we are, uh, and this is something that I told God when I was there on 2021. You know, God. I do not know anyone there. You know those hearts. Mm. Please bring me those hearts that are searching you. You know, uh-huh. and the people that came on those training courses were seeking men. Mm. I'm understanding that because I'm looking to what they say, to what they feel, yeah. and to what they need, mm-hmm. really. Because that's the story at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Someone is seeking God. God knows that, mm-hmm. and he sends feeling. And he sends you know? God to them. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's Isn't it right. a joy to be used of God in this way, man? I mean, I don't know about you, but I I know me. I'll speak for myself. I, I don't feel worthy to be used of him in this way, and I'm just grateful that he uses guys like me um, when there's much more talented people out there. You know, praise God that he uses us. Yeah, that's right. You know, I find myself like David, you know, is what he was not a tall guy. <laughs> he had not that man that much capabilities. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, God used him to make him glorify. Amen. You know, so so at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm telling God always, you know, make me a David, mm-hmm. make me a David always, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, give me His heart, you know, and of course always pray that 
we follow everything that is in God's word. You know, it's not based in our, our feelings. It's based in what God has said. You know, we know that we are not uh, uh, worthy to give him all of these things. You know, I always thank him for, for taking care about all of the things. Mm-hmm. You know, God is always there. My preferred verse from the Bible is a verse that is found on Philippians 4.4. 4. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a story. When I read that story, you know, I always think about Paul being on that uh, that place where he is reading that, that story. That is not a beautiful place, mm. you know, uh, and it's a prison, right. but it's not a prison like the prisons that we are seeing. It's a prison uh, beneath the the earth, you know, is about three scales below the earth. So mm. something like that, a lot of mice, mouses there and things like that, you know, the humidity and all of those things. Uh, so I was just thinking, you know, Paul should be on very difficult conditions there. And he's writing to all of his uh, church followers and things like this, the Philippians. He's writing, you know, always have joy. About the joy of the Lord. Always. Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. And he's repeating that twice. Yeah. Even while being on those difficult conditions, he says that. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And at the end of the day, this is where uh, what, what, what I got, me and my wife, me and my family. Mm-hmm. We have joy in doing all of these things. You know, we know that will be not that easy. Because mm-hmm. Kosovo, someone described that uh, as the place as where where the missionaries bury. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. But at the end of the day, you know, that's a rocky place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every rocky place in my profile, I'm a production engineer, not just a data scientist. Okay. And we we drill wells. Oh, okay. And when you drill a well, not always the wells are, you know, uh, earth that is uh, is smooth. There are rocky. Mm, uh, lots uh, of rocks uh, to drill through. Lots, lot, lots of rocks. And when you drill on those rocks, you should spend a lot of energy. Mm. But at the end of the day, even those difficult rocks can be drilled. <laughs> can be drilled at the end of the day. Amen. So this is what we are hoping, what we are praying. That's what we are asking. Keep us on your prayers mm. because we need prayers. Uh, Satan is going to work simultaneously right, right now. So we know that. We know mm. that will be even tough times, you know, when we will go there. But God is with us. Amen. It's a song that I always sing and I always listen in last time for King and Country that he said, for God is with us. Mm. You know, so God is with us. I know for sure that. Mm. Amen. Martin, thanks so much for uh, doing this podcast. I know it's encouraging the people who are listening. It's encouraged me, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kale, for the opportunity to share my testimony regarding this. And I want to encourage uh, everyone that is listening, really. You know, that, you know, when God is with you, who can stand against you? So you can do a lot of great things when you allow God to use you. And the missions start from where you are. Mm-hmm. Don't think for going somewhere else if you aren't doing what God is asking to do where you are right now. Amen. This is how it started with me. And this can be even your story. Thanks a lot. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot, Kale. Praise God.
The famous quote by William Carey, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. Um, but I love how uh, Martin wrapped a bow on the story there, taking it back to the beginning. Um, you got to start where you're at, you know, don't just hope and pray about the future. Where does ha- where does God have you? Where's your Jerusalem? And start working there and expecting great things from God and attempting great things for God. And then uh, maybe he will ask you to change your address someday for the Great Commission. Um, that was encouraging for me. I hope it was encouraging for you. Uh, Martin's a good brother. And... Um, He's, do, he's doing great things, and so are the churches and the, the ministries in Albania. Um, if you're a pastor of, at a church who's listening, um, who would be interested in getting more information about what's happening in Albania, the churches that are there and that are planting more and sending out missionaries, um, like Martin said, it is, a, it is a poor country, and they are doing very, very well, but they also, uh, the missionaries, uh, they, need, they need support. And so if that's something that you would be interested in getting more information about or, or even potentially uh, sending um, some support to some of these guys and, and Martin and his family, um, go to First Baptist Church's website, which would be www.firstbaptist.church. And uh, there will be contact info somewhere on there. I, I'm sure there's a contact tab on every website, right? And uh, you'll be able to find a, an office email or something. And just just say, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, I, I listened to Missionary Roundtable podcast with Martin or about Albania, and I'd like more information about supporting uh, him and his family or those guys over there. And um, Pastor Jeff Bartell was the missionary in Albania for 30 years. He's still a pastor at First Baptist and uh, and uh, an ambassador, really, for the missionaries and, and the pastors in Albania. And uh, he would love to get in touch with you. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to every week of these. I, I really am humbled that uh, there's people out there who listen, and I hope that you um, are encouraged but also get something from them. We will see you back here, same time, same place, next week. Until then, God bless. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe and share us on social media. Also, please make sure to check out our other podcast, Theology Roundtable, at theologyroundtable.com.